Can God change your life in the next 30 minutes? I believe you're watching right now because God has something special for you. I'm Jonathan Burness, and I'm a Jewish rabbi who follows Jesus. For the next half hour, you're going to learn how the Jewish roots of your Christian faith can bless you today. When you begin to understand how Jewish Jesus and the New Testament really are, your Bible's going to come alive in a whole new way. With insightful teachings and anointed guests, you'll discover how the Old and the New Testaments are woven together, how Bible prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes, and why you need to stand with Israel. It's all just ahead here on Jewish Voice. Welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to discover the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and why you should stand with Israel. I'm Rabbi Jonathan Burness. Thanks for joining us. Well, today I want to continue a teaching that I began last week called A Hope and a Future. I want you to live a life of faith and hope, regardless of your circumstances. That's God's will for your life. And we're looking at a, a chapter that is really a difficult chapter, in fact, from a book that's a bad book. It's Jeremiah. Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. Because when you read Jeremiah, it's, it's, it takes place in a very sad time in the history of Israel. The southern kingdom of Judah has been overrun by the Babylonians. The temple, which is the, was the center of Jewish life, was destroyed. Jerusalem was razed to the ground. People lost their homes. Family members were killed. It lasted 70 years. The good news is that a remnant returns, 516 B.C., and rebuilds the temple. That's the temple that Jesus worshipped in. That's the temple that Jesus proclaimed his Messiahship from. So God restored the children of Israel, the Jewish people, back to their land. But in the midst of that captivity, Jeremiah makes this declaration to them. Right, so let's look back there, Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 through 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. Uh, maybe you feel like you're in captivity. Well, in context, this is a promise given to the Jewish people. God declares, I will bring you back from captivity. And here's the good news. He fulfilled that promise. God has remained faithful to the Jewish people. That's why there's no more Amalekites or Jebusites or Canaanites, but the Israelites remain. Because God said, I will be faithful to you. Even if you disobey me, I will be faithful to you. In fact, God declares the day will come when Israel as a nation will recognize Jesus, Yeshua, as their Messiah, and all Israel shall be saved. We can trust that God is faithful because he demonstrates his faithfulness 
to the children of Israel, to, to the Jewish people, and he's preserved them because he is faithful. And I want to tell you today, God is faithful. Audience, God is faithful. Do you believe that? God is faithful. When we interpret this correctly in context, it's a promise to the Jewish people, but by application, it's a promise that God makes to every one of us. He's saying to us, he's saying to you today, I have a plan for you. He told Jeremiah, I have a plan for you before you were formed in the womb. And he says to us, I have a plan for you, and it's a good plan not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. It's a good plan. God has a good plan. God is good. Amen? God is good. So by interpretation, this is talking about God's faithfulness to the Jewish people, his promise to bring them back to the land and to fulfill his promises to them. It's happening. It happened, and it is happening. God is faithful. And then by application, a promise to each and every one of us. A promise to you. Let's look closely at it. It says, first of all, that God has a plan to prosper you. Now, let's dig into the Hebrew on this because I love the Hebrew. The Hebrew is so multifaceted. In the English, it's prosper or to give you peace. But in Hebrew, there's so much more meaning. The word translated prosper is shalom. I want to put it on the screen so you can see it. Shalom. Now, shalom isn't just peace, isn't just prosperity. And by the way, I need to set the record straight. I believe in prosperity. I am a prosperity preacher. But I don't have the same definition of prosperity that some have. The definition of prosperity, according to the world, is always connected to finances, to financial blessing, right? Prosperity is the best paying job or not even having to work. Prosperity is the biggest house. Listen to this verse. I love it so much. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits. His prosperity who forgives all of our iniquities, who heals all of our illnesses. That's prosperity. That's shalom. It also means peace. What I love the most about walking with the Lord is that peace that passes all understanding, that assurance that even though everything may be falling apart around me or seemingly falling apart around me, I have the confidence of what is ahead. Paul says the sufferings of this present age aren't to be compared with the riches that lie ahead for us. That's peace that comes with knowing that we know that we know that we're secure in Him. And most importantly, or I think the greatest explanation or definition, rather, of shalom is completion. To come to a place of completion in Him that even when we're going through trials and tribulations, we have a sense of completion. I, I want to keep expounding on this idea of shalom because it means so much more. Most importantly, the idea of completion. The Bible has a lot to say about the fact that you are complete in Him when we come back. Do you worry about your future? Don't struggle another day. 
Get the life-changing teaching from Rabbi Jonathan Burnus with a hope and a future exclusive hardcover book and DVD set. This important book and DVD set will help you go from doubt and despair to a place of peace. Order a Hope and a Future book and DVD set. Both are yours for a one-time gift of $40 or more. And when you order, we'll add this stunning Leatherette 90-Day Hope and Future devotional with compelling teachings by Rabbi Burnus. Or you can become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more. And we'll add this Jeremiah 2911 chalk sign. Hang it or stand it in your home or office as a daily reminder of God's plans for you to prosper. We'll also add this Jewish Voice Deluxe Journal. The leather-like cover and 400-line pages make this perfect for study notes and prayers. When you become a new monthly partner, you bring the gospel and vital medical care to one person each month. The need is urgent, so please call now and specify offer 4151 to receive all of these gifts with your new monthly partnership of $30 or more. Specify offer 2017 when giving a one-time gift of $40 or more. You can also go to our website, jewishvoice.tv, with your gift of support, or send it to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. We're looking at one of the greatest promises found in the entire scriptures, a promise made to the Jewish people and a promise by application for every one of you. God has a plan for your life, a destiny for your life, and he tells us that it's a plan to not harm us. It's a good plan to give you a hope and a future. He demonstrates his faithfulness to the children of Israel by bringing them back to, from captivity, back to Israel, to rebuild the temple, to rebuild Jerusalem, and we're back in the land. We're celebrating this year the 70th anniversary of the state of Israel. That is a prophetic sign to the world that God is faithful to his word, that God is watching over the children of Israel and watching over us. I'm so glad God is faithful, aren't you? I am so glad God is a faithful God. Now, you may not feel that way today, but I don't think it's an accident that you're watching the program. God wants you to know that he hears your prayer, and whether you feel condemned or insignificant or forgotten, this book said that God cares about you, that he, his ear is not dull or his arm not too short to touch your situation, but it's a, there's a need some, in some cases. Some of you have to confess your sins. Others of you have to forgive people around you and ultimately yourself because God is waiting. God is on standby to bring you into the next chapter of your life. Your steps are ordered by him, and some of you today need to take the next step. Now, I left off looking at this uh, word prosper, the word that's translated in the NIV, to prosper you. I have a plan for you to prosper you. Not according to the world's definition of prosperity. I think that's the problem, that we equate prosperity with finances. There's a lot of very wealthy people, billionaires, that are ungodly and will spend eternity in the state of the parable where the man leaves because he has too many riches. And the Bible says, what profit is there in gaining the whole world? 
if you lose your own soul. I care about what's ahead. I care about eternity. And I think that's what God wants us to care about, eternity. Paul says the sufferings of this present age aren't to be compared with what's ahead, with the world to come. That's eternity. This life is just a vapor. God wants us to be prosperous, though. And it's a biblical definition of prosperity. And I talked, uh, began to, to uh, dig into this word shalom. Here it is on the screen, shalom. It's an all-purpose Hebrew word. When you go to Israel and everybody's speaking Hebrew, you say shalom, it means hello. When you're, going, when you're leaving, you say shalom, it also means goodbye. So if you don't know whether you're coming or going, you just say shalom and everybody gets it. <laughs> hello, goodbye, it's the most common word in Hebrew, shalom. Of course, it means peace. We're called to pray for the peace, the shalom of Jerusalem. Psalm 122, 6, they shall prosper that love thee. But shalom means so much more. It means well-being. It means happiness. It means welfare, health, peace, rest. Rest in him. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you shalom. I will give you rest for your souls. You know, there's people scurrying around to be prosperous according to the world standards, but they have no rest. They have no peace. The promise of God for us in him is rest and peace. In fact, it's not just peace. It's a peace that passes all understanding through the Prince of Peace. Oh, I love walking in the peace of God, don't you? I love it that when even though things seem to be unraveling around me, I can enter into the peace of God. It doesn't mean I won't go through something, but I'll walk above it. You see, we're not taken out of adversity according to the promise of Scripture, but in Him we rise above the circumstance. We rise above the situation, and all things are under our feet. Although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. In other words, you will make it through because you're not alone. Then I pick up this book and I began to meditate on the book and I began to, I began to pray. And I begin to enter into the presence of God as I focus on Him rather than my circumstances. And I begin to experience the feeling of peace. I may not feel it, but as I believe it, then I experience it. Isn't that true for you? It's so amazing. I love that promise. I love James chapter 1. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Do you know what that means? It doesn't mean that you're going to have everything the world has to offer. It means that when you're in him, you're fulfilled and complete. Anything you ask, he gives it because it's according to his will. His will becomes your will, your, your will becomes his will, and that's a place of completion. How do we get there? We persevere through the trials and tribulations of life, walking in the prosperity, the shalom of God, completion in him. We have to avoid the trap of falling into the world standards of prosperity, of success. Because every time you do that, you will feel like a failure. It'll, when is enough enough, right? There'll always be someone with more 
and then you won't feel that God cares enough. Don't fall into that pitfall of comparison. God has a plan for you. It's not the plan for the other person. It's the plan that he has for you. God won't bring calamity into your life to teach you a lesson. We go through calamity because we live in a fallen world, but God says, I'll make everything work together for good. I'll bring good out of the calamity. There's a difference. God won't cause you to sin. It's your flesh. It's the, the enemy that brings us into sin. But God says, I'll forgive you in the midst of the sin, and then I'll bring good out of it. Do you see? It's a big difference between what God allows because we live in a fallen world and what God will cause. God won't inflict you with sickness to teach you a lesson. We live in a fallen world where there is sickness, but God says, I will bring you healing and health and wholeness and life. And even if that, you go through that sickness, you'll learn out of that sickness. The sickness exists because of a sick world. But God's plan for you is to bring redemption and healing and wholeness and growth out of the sickness. Do you see the difference? That's the idea of Ra, that God doesn't inflict sickness. That's the idea of Ra, that God won't inflict you with sickness, that God won't bring harm upon you, that God won't cause you to sin. It's a, it's a moral uh, evil. It's a physical evil. It is a spiritual evil. That's not God's plan for you, okay? He won't bring Ra into your life. He won't bring bad things into your life, but he'll redeem you out of the bad things. That's his plan. I would so love to have time to go into the other Hebrew words, the word for hope. God wants to give you tikvah, future, acharit, an expected end. I go into all this and materials that we want to get into your hands. I've just scratched the surface. There's so much more. I believe these are life-changing materials that we want to sow into your life today. Here's how to get them. Do you worry about your future? Don't struggle another day. Get the life-changing teaching from Rabbi Jonathan Burnus with a hope and a future exclusive hardcover book and DVD set. This important book and DVD set will help you go from doubt and despair to a place of peace. Order a hope and a future book and DVD set. Both are yours for a one-time gift of $40 or more. And when you order, we'll add this stunning Leatherette 90-day hope and future devotional with compelling teachings by Rabbi Burnus or you can become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more. And we'll add this Jeremiah 2911 chalk sign. Hang it or stand it in your home or office as a daily reminder of God's plans for you to prosper. We'll also add this Jewish Voice Deluxe Journal. The leather-like cover and 400-line pages make this perfect for study notes and prayers. When you become a new monthly partner, you bring the gospel and vital medical care to one person each month. The need is urgent, so please call now and specify offer 4151 to receive all of these gifts with your new monthly partnership of $30 or more. Specify offer 2017 when giving a one-time gift of $40 or more. You can also go to our website, jewishvoice.tv, with your gift of support or send it to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001.
Welcome back. I've been teaching today from Jeremiah 29. What a great promise that he has a plan for your life. He's declaring to Israel, I have a plan for you. It's a good plan to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope in the future, and I will bring you back from captivity. Guess what? He did it. He fulfilled that promise to Israel. He's preserved the Jewish people because he's faithful, and he's faithful to you, whatever you're going through. Uh, today, I'm going to answer some questions that uh, you've sent me. So these are questions from your viewers, and they're specifically about God's will for your life. So here's the first one. When we really go through tough times, how can we remain confident that God has a plan for us? Well, as I said in the teaching, the first thing is don't go by feelings. Go by faith. This book declares first of all, that you will go through tough times. So if you go through a tough time, don't be surprised. They persecuted me, Yeshua said. They'll persecute you. And tough times are coming. Difficult times are coming. And so there's never a promise in Scripture that we will be uh, removed from bad times or that uh, bad situations will be removed from us. We go through challenging times. We go through trials and tribulations because that's life and welcome to life. But we remain confident because this book declares it. And when we spend time in his word and prayer, then we have the faith to overcome and we actually can experience his presence. We can uh, feel his presence in a tangible way. Uh, it's all centered on re remaining in faith and that only comes with spending time with him and in his word. And the next question is, how can we be sure what we think is a word from God really is from God? Now, that's a great question. And that's why by the mouth of two or three witnesses, everything be, should be confirmed. So when you get a word from the Lord, a strong sense that God is speaking to you, don't immediately say, God said this to me. That will That's a challenge because... I've been walking with the Lord 38 years, and I need to, to test everything that I sense in prayer, and sometimes it just goes away, and I'm very careful not to say the Lord said this unless I'm absolutely certain. I always want it confirmed in the Word of God. If it's contrary to the Word of God, it's not a word from God, okay? It's got to line up with this book. And then the confirmation of people that you trust is very, very important. Now, they're not always going to uh, immediately see that it's a word from the Lord, but a word from the Lord stands the test of time. It lines up with God's word, and it will always come to pass if it's a true word from God. So be very cautious, but walk in faith and, and, and have friends that you trust that have a strong relationship with the Lord to bounce it off of. Next question. If God wants believers to prosper, why are so many struggling? Well, I think it's a wrong definition of prosperity. If you think struggling is counter to God's promise of prosperity, then you don't understand what biblical prosperity means. You don't understand what shalom means. Shalom is about completion, and the only way we get to completion is by going through struggles, through trials, through tribulations. And again, this book promises exactly the opposite. You may not have heard that on many programs, but I'm telling you, this book promises persecution if you're 
openly declaring your faith in God. You will be persecuted because Yeshua was persecuted, Jesus was persecuted, and he said, if you are my disciple, you will be persecuted. You'll go through trials, through tribulations. People will die because that's the condition of the world today, a fallen world. But prosperity is about peace. It's about going through the trial or tribulation or struggle with absolute victory because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So we rise above the circumstance, we focus on God, and the problem is minimized as we focus on him and we look to his promises for the future. That's what hope is all about. It's about the promises yet to be fulfilled and the confidence that God is faithful and will complete the work that he began. Okay, next question. Are faith and hope the same thing when we are trusting in God? Not exactly, but they're close. They're related. Faith is now, it's present tense, and hope is future tense. They're the same idea, but faith is believing it now, the substance of things that are yet hoped for. So we believe in the now, we hope in the future. Last question, when we ask God, why have we stopped walking in faith? Well, of course not. It's okay to say why, because we see through a glass darkly now, as it says in 1 Corinthians 13, but the day is coming when we will see him face to face, and all those I don't understand these questions will be answered. Hey, if you have a question or a prayer need, remember we're here for you. You can log on to our website, jewishvoice.tv. That's our website. We have lots of interesting stuff on there, jewishvoice.tv. I want you to know this. Final word, God loves you, and so do we. Remember this one? How about this one? Yeah, seeing the upper room was amazing. Yeah, well, it really was. Hey, hi, everybody. Hey, this is my daughter, Liel, and we're just looking at pictures from last year's Israel tour. And we're doing it on the new JVMI mobile app. This is an app that's filled with important news about Israel. It's so easy to personalize the content so that you actually get what you're interested in. All you have to do is click Personalize Now, and then you check off what you want to read about. It's that simple. You can follow along as we bring the gospel to Jewish people in remote places. You can see how Bible prophecy is coming to pass now. You can even watch our TV program. And you can see all the cool places my dad takes you when you go on the Israel tour with Jewish Voice. These are amazing memories, aren't they? Mm-hmm. What do you like the most about the Israel trip last time? I liked when we dipped our toe into the Dead Sea. Yeah. It's an incredible experience. She's been going since she was an infant. And with this app, you can bring Israel right into the palm of your hand. My JVMI works on your iPhone, your Android, or your tablet. Here's the best part. It's free, and you can download it right now. Liel, tell them how. Just go to your app store and download My JVMI. Again, that's My JVMI. This week, we're observing an important event, Yom HaShoah, or Holocaust Remembrance Day. We must never forget this tragedy, and as believers, we always need to stand up, speak out, and pray against anti-Semitism and any evil in the world. Here at Jewish Voice, we're honored to be helping to serve elderly Holocaust survivors in Israel by providing eyeglasses and dental care. 
I'm going to ask you to keep these precious people in your prayers this week. Thanks so much. We close our show. I want to remind you, Psalm 122.6 says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love thee. So if you want to prosper this week, pray for Jerusalem, for them to come into shalom. Both Jew and Arab alike to come into God's shalom. That's all the time I have. Until next time, I'm Rabbi Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you.